Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Amen. Y'all ready to get into this word? What's our theme for the year? Amen. Teach me in 23, moving from knowing to showing. And what's the last part of that? Applying godly wisdom to our lives. And our mantra is coming from what scripture? What's, what's our foundation of scripture? Psalms 86 and 11 from the New Living Translation, right? And what does it say? Grant me purity of heart. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 17 from the NIV. And it reads like this. It's blessed are those who find wisdom. Those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. Now turn into your Bible. I'm going to use my Bible. Amen. To Luke Luke chapter 6, amen, verse 38. Very familiar passage of scripture for most of us. Amen, at least it should be. Luke chapter 6, verse number 30. What did I say, 38? Amen. Let me, <laughs> I do need my glasses for real. Praise the Lord. Hey, hey, I got the blue transition thing. Is that going to work? Ooh. <laughs> hey, my, no, it's not the light, Sharon. <laughs> I wish it was the light. I think I'm, I'm going to be able to read it. Amen. Praise the Lord. It says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shake it together, and run it over. Shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet with, with all, it shall be measured to you again. Amen. Now, I know that scripture by heart, but I wanted to read it from the Bible. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we bless you on today. We give you all glory and we give you honor. We do magnify who you are, Lord God. We see you bigger than any situation, any circumstance that we may be going through or dealing with at this present time. We love you. Can do absolutely nothing without you. And we pray today for the miracle of the sword, God. Everyone here today is good ground. And because of that, God, your word says that we're going to bring forth fruit in our lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold to your glory and for our good. God, we love you so much. It's in your son Jesus' name that we do pray, and all the people of God shout it. Amen. Listen, we're going to jump right into this thing because I don't have much time on this morning. Amen. Um, but for a title today, it's going to be The Wisdom of Giving. 
Amen. Somebody say the wisdom of giving. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 18, the Bible talks about there that you should know a fruit, know a tree by the fruit that it bears. Amen. Do you believe that? So last week we talked about or gave our title for the message, the, the fruit that wisdom produces. And what we had talked about several weeks ago is the different things that wisdom produces. And we pulled those things out of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. And it was five things that, five things that it produces. Y'all remember what they were? The first one is what? Long life. Riches and honor. Pleasure and peace. Come on now. One more time. Say it, say it together with me. Say long life, riches, honor, pleasure, and peace. When you apply godly wisdom to your life, those things will be produced in your life. Amen, somebody. So we, we were teaching, and even on last week, we talked about how we're going to to go through these five things kind of slowly again and, and talk about them separately. So last week we talked about the first thing that wisdom produces is long life, or the King James Version says length of days. Amen? Long life, length of days. And, and we, we kind of talked about, you know, wisdom tells you certain things to do in order to have, even in the natural, long life. Right? So we mentioned that there was some sickness that you had been diagnosed with. Well, you were healed by his stripes, right? And the doctor tells you you need to do this, you need to do that. Well, wisdom says do it. Amen, somebody. Wisdom tells us that we should always pray without ceasing. Amen? Wisdom tells us that we are to be reminded that by his stripes we are healed. So there's certain things that wisdom does for us that will continue to have us to live long life. And I do like, like how the King James Version says, it says length of days. Long life, length of days. You know, what's the revelation of the difference between the two? And we talked about how if you use wisdom in your life, your length of days may be different from someone else's length of days. So we use a, an example of Martin Luther King, right? M.O.K. Do you believe he fulfilled his purpose in the earth? So he had a length of days, but for him to fulfill what he had to fulfill, he had to apply his heart towards wisdom. Amen. Amen. So he could do what God called him to do in the length of days that he had been given. He didn't know what they were. Amen. But he had to apply his life towards wisdom. So then we moved on um, and, and talked about in Psalms 90, in Psalms 90, how Moses was, is actually, Psalms 90 is actually a prayer. It's, it's a prayer of Moses. And that particular psalm is actually the oldest psalm, psalm in the book of Psalm. Right? So in that prayer, Moses said, told the Lord, teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts towards wisdom. Amen? Teach us to number our days. Well, what Moses was dealing with, he, he began to understand, began to realize that people started dying quicker. Amen, they were dying earlier. So, you know, back in Genesis, Genesis chapter 6, I believe it is, the Lord talks about, God talks about how men's length of days will be 120 years, basically. Right? Then we have the flood, and then we, you know, Noah and all that kind of stuff started happening. And then, you know, now we got Abraham and some Noah and them on the scene. And people started dying early. Right? 
So in the, in the scripture goes on to say, you know, you have three score and ten. Oh, three score, but by reason of strength, ten years. That's, so that's 80 years. So Moses is, no, is noticing that people are dying. He's noticing that, listen, if you read that whole psalm, it talks about the wrath of God. What God was doing in, in that particular time. So he's saying, Lord, teach us to number our days. That means to take advantage of the days that you've given us. That's why time is so important. Remember last week when we did the, little, the 10 count? When you count the 10, you can't get that time back. So when you ask the Lord to teach you to number your days, he's going to tell us or teach us how to take advantage of the time that we have here on the earth. Amen. Doesn't it seem like time is moving faster? It's not moving faster. It's you. Amen. Because 10 seconds today is the same 10 seconds that, that we had 200 years ago. The only difference in 10 seconds, you could, you could send the phone, you know, you could send the email, you could, you know. So your mind is always doing something. So it's not that time is moving faster, it's you're moving faster. But see, that's why the Lord, listen, because God lives outside of time and we live inside of time. So we only have certain amount of time while we're here in the earth. Now, if you're a believer, well, not only believers, everybody's going to live eternally somewhere. Right? But the life, the life, the time that we have to live in the earth, Lord, teach us to number our days. That's all I'm, I'm going to do the Forrest Gump. That's all I'm going to say about that. Amen? So we're asking the Lord to teach us to number our days. So that's the first thing. Then the next thing that we talked about that comes out of um, uh, Proverbs chapter 3 was riches and honor. So let's deal with the riches. There, isn't it amazing that there's two things, two subjects that we, you know, it's almost taboo to talk about in the church. <laughs> right? Y'all look at me like, what? Y'all know who they are. Sex and money. We ain't going to talk about sex today, all right? We're going to talk about money. It's one of the things that seems to be taboo in the body of Christ is to, we're talking about sex or money. But John 10, 10, it says, he said, the thief comes to, to, to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've come that you may have what? And have it how? More abundantly. The Zoe kind of life. The abundant life for the believer is not a broke life. Amen. Do you believe that? Why is it that sometimes when it comes to believers or Christians, you almost, you, you know, you almost expect them to have nothing. How does that work when our God has everything? Right? The God, your daddy, my daddy, he has everything. But people expect believers to have nothing. Now, here's the thing. We live, we live in a different system, right? So in John chapter 3, I'm just flowing. Can I just flow this morning? In John chapter 3, we got the Nick at Night story. Right? Well, God is dealing with Nicodemus. And he tells Nick, right? Listen, he's like, in order to enter to the kingdom of, king, kingdom of you have to be born again in, in order to see or enter the kingdom of God. Both. See or enter. You have to be born again. So Nick said, can I be born in my mother's womb again? No. No, you have to be first born of water, naturally. Then you have to be born in the spirit to be born again. So we have a dual citizenship. 
We live and function in the earth, but our kingdom is not of this earth. Amen. Amen. That's what I told you. When sickness or poverty tries to attach itself to you, you know what you tell them? I have diplomatic immunity. I don't belong to this kingdom. I belong to another kingdom. But just like we live in these United States of America, we have to understand how to operate in this system. The same thing works for the kingdom of God. We have to learn how to operate in the kingdom of God. I know, man, I believe that it's a shame that we have so many believers that are born again but don't understand how to live in the kingdom that they live in. And one of the reasons for that is because they're not reading the manual. Amen, somebody. They're not reading that constitution. This is your constitution. Is the Bible. Amen. His word tells you everything that you, you, you know, that, that, that's coming to you. So, so we have, and, and then here's another thing that we deal with when it comes to money in the body. You know, we dealt with the prosperity gospel and, and all that. Listen, God wants us to prosper. Amen. I love how Bishop Holcomb teaches prosperity. The word prosperity, that phrase really means just to do better. Don't you want to just do better? Amen. That's being prosperous. It's to just do better. Somebody say, I want to just do better. So as we grow in the kingdom of God, we, we talked about our end goal is to be, be, to be what? Conformed to the image of his son. So that's our goal is to be sons in the earth. Amen, somebody. Now here's the thing. As we grow in the, in, in the, in the kingdom, we want to grow and do things better. But that does include financially. It's not limited to money, but it does include money. Amen, somebody. Because we are, to, we are to, to constantly grow in the kingdom. But here's the thing about growing with your money. Just like you grow up in sonship, that means you just mature. Now, we're all children of God. Well, we, but we're all not walking in sonship. The reason I say that is because we're all not mature yet. Right? A mature believer knows how to handle his money. Ah, help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> A son understands how to handle certain things in his life when you're actually walking, when you're grown up in God. Now, we're all, all of our pace is legal. Amen, somebody. Some of us still got pacifiers. Amen. Some of us still wilding like toddlers. And some of us at a place where, you know, we're sons in the earth. So that means even when you, that sonship means how to handle adversity. Right? Because you know like a baby, a baby can't handle everything. Just like, yeah, the Germany up there screaming. She's not, she's not screaming, but, you know, because sometimes they can't handle everything. They can't sit still for, for long. And we understand that. That's why her, it's cool with her. She, she can do what she need to do up there. Same thing with believers. You start going through just a little stuff, and you're not mature. You just got it whining. That's how. Uh, come on now. Do I have any witnesses in the house? Amen. Just a little adversity. Amen. Me and Fanny was listening to Ken Jones the other day. Remember, I'm going to stay safe. I'm going to stay safe. 
Little stuff start happening to us and we're all over the place. Well, the same thing, but when he grows you up, you're able to handle stuff. You, you shake stuff off, man, when people start acting crazy around you. You get to the place where you will actually pray for your enemies. You're, I'm talking about really actually pray for them. You actually pray for the ones who despitefully, on purpose, use you. That's when you walk in sonship. Amen, somebody. And the same thing happens with your giving. So when you grow up in the Lord, amen, you understand that the tithe belongs to him. So here's the thing in the kingdom of God. Here's the giving, here's the giving in the kingdom of God. You have tithes and offerings and gifts of love. Amen. And a son understands that. Tithes and offerings and gifts of love. Amen, somebody. But here's the thing about prosperity in the kingdom. Money is the least valuable thing in the kingdom. It's the least. It's the least form of prosperity. Money is. Amen. So if you, if you go and look and turn in your Bibles, I may try to read this one too, to Luke chapter 16. <laughs> Luke chapter 16. Them glasses, man. Oh, Lord Jesus. Luke chapter 16, verse, oh, my time, I'm all right. Luke chapter 16, I'm read verse 10 through 13 from the King James Version. Amen. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 13. It says, he, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is, un, uh, yeah, thank you, Fanny. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Praise the Lord. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Verse 13, no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he would hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Or you can, some translations say you cannot serve God and money. Well, mammon is really the world system of handling money, of, of how the world system governs money. And that system, it feeds on greed. That system, mammon, feeds on poverty. It, mammon is the system that created the class system in the earth. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mammon is the system that created redlining. Amen? If you don't know what it is, go look it up. The mammon system created the have and have nots. In the earth. You can't serve God in the world system of how money works. Amen. Mammon is a spirit. It's the, it's the system that tries to keep, tries to keep you to tries to tries to make you keep up with the Joneses when your name is Smith. That's the system. That's the money system. This mammon system. Everyone wants to get rich. Everyone wants to ball. Everyone wants to make it rain. Come on now. Yes, sir. That's mammon. You can't serve that. You can't serve God and that. Amen. Amen. 
The Bible says you can't serve God and mammon or God and money, but it never served, never said that money can't serve you. When you were created, he gave you dominion over everything. And what happens is when you grow up and become a son in the earth, then you understand that this money is supposed to work for you. And you don't work for it. Come on now. Because a lot of us want a better job to do what? To make more money. But I'm telling you, in, in the kingdom of God, there's a system that teaches us how money works for us. Amen, somebody. He's given us dominion over everything. Money is supposed to serve us, not we serve it. Amen. So in the kingdom system, it says this, you have to give in order to get. It says when you sow, you shall reap. We're made in the image and the likeness of God, right? So that means we, have, we should have his nature. We should have his character. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he did what? He that he gave. Now, the revelation of a difference in that is love causes you to give. If you're not giving out of love, you ain't giving in the kingdom. You understand what I'm saying? For God so loved the world that he gave. And now here, here's Christ. The Bible says he emptied himself of divinity. He became poor so that we can become rich. The, the father gave the son and the son gave his life. That's how the kingdom of God works. It's when you give. Somebody say you got to give in order to get. But the world system says Gimme, 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 gimme. Amen. Somebody said, yeah, dude. Gimme, 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 gimme. Now turn to your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 8. And then I'm also going to go down and read verse 10 through 15. But 6 through 8, I want to read that from the King James Version. Y'all doing all right? I'm doing okay with my time too. Praise the Lord. What did I say? Amen. Praise the Lord. Y'all paying attention. Praise the Lord. Let's keep it moving. It says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also, or shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he is what? Purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves what kind of a giver? God loves a chill for giver. God loves it when you give. I'm talking about when you give out of love. Amen. We're going to deal with some of that as we, as we continue to move forward. Amen. In verse number eight, and when you do that, it says, and God is able to make how much grace? All, all grace abound towards you that ye also having sufficiency in all things may abound in every good work. Man, when he will give, God says, I'm going to use my power to make sure you have all sufficiency in everything that you do that is good. Every good work. Now, verse number 10 from the New Living Translation, if you please. 
For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Do you hear that? Listen, he provides seed to the sower and bread to the eater. The question is, which one do you want to be? He'll make, Matthew 6 and 33 says he will always supply what you need. Amen. But do you want to be a sower or an eater? Come on, make me the man. I'm getting there soon, brother. But come on, G. Now you are right. It said, but let's continue. Listen, continue to this. It says he will. I'm gonna go back to the B part of this. He will provide and increase your resources, and then produce a greater harvest of generosity in you. When you give according to the Lord in the kingdom of God, he says he'll give you more. But when he gives you more, it gives you a greater sense of generosity. To give again. <laughs> you see how this thing works in the kingdom? This is how it works. Amen. Then it goes on to verse number 11. It says, yes, you, you would be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. It's not so you can always have sufficiency just for yourself. To give to others. And then it says, and when we take your, and when we take your gifts to those who need them, look at what they're going to do. They're going to thank God, not you. Come on, you got to hear me. They'll thank God and not you. Amen, somebody. In verse number 12, it says, so two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will, be joy and they will joyfully express their thanks to who? When God sets you up, man, that's one of the gifts of the Spirit is the gift of generosity, the gift of giving. He'll set you up, man, to where when you give to others, they're going to rejoice and give glory to God. Not glory to you. Verse number 13, as a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all the believers who prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Verse number 14, and they will pray for you with deep affections because of your overflowing grace God has given you. And I like verse number 15. Verse 15, it says, thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. Thank, that's right, indescribable is King James, right? Thank God for this indescribable gift. What's the gift? It's the gift of giving. That's the wonderful gift that he's talking about. It's indescribable. The gift of giving is good, ain't it, Sister Marie? The gift of giving, is, is, that's what he's talking about. So now we're coming to your scripture. Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Show what? Men. So men. So the kingdom revelation or wisdom of that particular um, scripture is, Lord, make me the man. 
Because what it does, it drops you in this scripture that we were just talking about. When you give, amen, God's going to all, and you give from a cheerful heart, and you give out of love, God's going to always make sure you have enough to give. He's always going to do that. But it's in everything. All the time. Amen. It's, it's even like, you know, everything that you do, man, you want to be a blessing to somebody. When God makes you a giver, you, man, you almost walking around. Who can I bless? And we said, give it. He shall cause men to give into your bosom. And with the scripture just told us, when we give to people, man, they're going to thank the Lord for it. The question is, can you hold what God has for somebody else? Can you hold or possess in your possessions what what God has given for somebody else? He just, he's just trying to find somebody that he can trust. Can I trust you with this? Check this out. Now, come on, come on, come on. Can I trust you to bless the waitress? Can I trust you to have discernment, right, to see that this particular person at this particular time may not have given you the best of service, but something on the inside of you, the Holy Ghost said, listen, this person needs something, and I need to be a blessing to them, and they need to thank me for it. So he tells you to, to, to get rid of that stuff that tingles, you know, tingle, tangle, tangle. And you bless them with the seed. And listen, you bless them with the flat money. Y'all know what the flat money is? Let me tell you a quick, I got a quick sec. Oh, I got but a couple of minutes. I got to get somewhere. Flat money, let me tell you what the flat money is real quick. My daddy, right? He's a kid of old wallets. Right? And in the flap, <laughs> in the flap, he would always keep a little something, something. You know? You know, $100 or what, $200 or whatever it was. And as kids, you know, when daddy said, I ain't got no money, we'd say, go to the flap. Because we, <laughs> the, the flap money. So God has placed you in a place, right, where you're dealing with this particular waitress or, and they know they ain't giving you good service, but the Holy Spirit says to bless them. And that giver on the inside of you goes to the flat money. Amen, somebody. Amen, amen. I got to keep it moving. Somebody say keep it moving. I got a couple of minutes. Y'all go ahead and get your offerings ready to ready because we may leave here running. Amen. Go ahead and get your offering envelopes together. Amen. So thank God for this. What did it say in the King James? Unspeakable gift. Undescribable gift. That's a giver. He's talking about a giver, amen? So now here's five things. Now I learned this from Bishop Holcomb. I got this from, from Bishop Holcomb. It says five things in the, uh, uh, giving is a part of the kingdom for everybody. Everyone should give in the kingdom of God. So these are, these are five wisdom truth of the kingdom of God. I call them wisdom truths, amen, but I got it from Bishop. Number one, write this down if you can real quick because I got to move expeditiously, amen, through this. Five kingdom truths about kingdom giving. Number one, it's, it's not to be eliminated by poverty. Kingdom given is not to be eliminated by poverty. A biblical example is the woman with the two mites. She gave all that she had. 
She was a widow woman. Basically, she's on social services, and she gave all that she had. And Jesus said she gave more than all these others that gave in their abundance. So poverty does not excuse you from being a giver. Matter of fact, when you're in poverty and you, have, you understand how the kingdom works, you say the only way I'm going to get out of this poverty is to give out of this poverty. So poverty doesn't eliminate you from being a giver. Amen. Somebody say number two. Number two is not to be enforced by pressure. Amen. By manipulation, by, and this is where the body has, has, has messed up in the world, you know, especially now, Lord, when the internet, they, we put all the crazy stuff that we do, it's being captured. Yeah. You know, man, you, you, you got the this line and the that line, and oh my God. Pre games that preachers play. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Right. No, it's not to be enforced by pressure. If you feel pressure to give, keep it in your pocket. Or manipulated. You know, man, we, we got away with this mic sometimes. We'll make you feel like you're the, you, oh my God, I just got to give. If I want the Lord to do it, I just got No, man, if, we, if, we, if it gets to that place where you're being manipulated, then don't give it. And it's, it's sad to say, man, that we, we have those kind of things in the body of Christ. But they're not godly. Amen. The Lord is not pleased with that. With that. So it's not to be uh, enforced by pressure. Amen. Here's the next one. It's not to be excused by performance. Oh, All right. I love this. You giving is not to be excused by performance. You'd be like, I give in other ways. <laughs> Amen. All right. So you singing in the choir, All right, it don't excuse you from giving. Amen. 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 You ushering, you ushering, ushering every week. <laughs> Amen. That doesn't excuse you from giving. Amen. The musicians and Lord, 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 Lord. Man, I done, I done played in church for a while. And you have some people, some musicians, and they just feel that their gift is giving God what he needs. And they're getting blessed by the church. And don't tithe and don't give. The devil is a liar. Amen. Amen. So your gift or your performance does not excuse you from giving. Amen. Talking about money. Money, money, money. <laughs> Amen. But still, once again now, once again, it's, it's, the, least, it's, it's, the, it's the least thing on the totem pole when it comes to, to, to prosperity in in scripture, amen. And going back, man, I kind of I went over this. Going back to, to um, Luke chapter 16, Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees and, and Sadducees. He was talking about souls is the number one thing in the kingdom. As far as prosperity, it's souls. And he knew they had a problem with money. So that's why he taught that particular parable, that story to them in, in, in Luke chapter 16. Now, number four is to be encouraged by preaching. Amen. That means I got to come in here from time to time and teach you how shall they hear except by a preacher. And how can he preach unless he's been sent? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I've been sent to teach you about kingdom giving. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise Amen. You got to let go of that tight fist, amen. But listen, let me say this. Let us a sidebar, man. This is a giving church. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. I'm praying that everybody has a revelation of the tithe they've given to be able to give. That's how the kingdom works. Amen. And then number five is, is, is to be enjoyed um, by your partnership and your participation. It's to be enjoyed. You know, sometimes, man, um, it may be a, a particular season that or whatever, we're doing something, my wife and I will, will bless somebody. And it does, man. It, it kind of makes you, it, it, it makes you, you, you get joy out of giving. But be careful that you're not giving out of pride. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. There's sometimes you, you, know, you can't give to be seen. That's, am I right? So even with that tip, let her rejoice in the back. Now, I got to be honest, man. There's some time, you know, some of y'all caught that, right? So I got to be honest even with myself. You know, you got, you got to be careful, and you got to ask the Lord to keep me from pride, keep me from, from, from prideful giving. So you know you just broke that, that, you know, that waitress off or whatever. Somebody came to do a little service at your house or whatever it is, or it could be a brother or sister that got it just placed on your heart. You, you just broke them off, and you're looking for them to see what it is. There's some pride in there. Amen. You almost want to make sure they see what it is. <laughs> you know, you know, got that little hundred dollar, whatever it is. You, you know, you. God bless you. You waving it in front of them, like you see what I gave you. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna go away and thank the Lord, and God's gonna deal with you. He said, "You see, see, you still got a pacifier in your mouth." You ain't quite there yet. You, you developing. We're going to get you to that sonship stage. Amen. Where you fold it and just, God bless you. And you, you just walk off and leave. You know? <laughs> Last scripture. Amen. Psalms chapter 112. I hope this is helping somebody. Amen. Because in this kingdom, man, we are givers. Man, we... God, and the Bible tells us that God loves a cheerful giver. And it's, it, I mean, praise the Lord. We said the kingdom given is tithes and offerings and gifts of love. Okay, man, we're going to teach you about tithes and offerings later, but even your gifts of love to each other sometimes. Man, if God places somebody on your heart, man, just walk up to him and bless him. You know, God just placed you on my heart. Shake the hand and, you know, do that money, money handshake. Money that came from the fold. That fold money. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Amen. Are you in Psalms chapter 112? Well, uh, Amen. Get ready, Elder Garfield, because we're about to run out of here, man. We're going to do this quick handoff. Verse number one. This is from the New Living Translation. I'm sorry. I didn't give you a translation, Alicia. I'm sorry about that. Here we go. Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Curtis, do you have any little music that you can give me? I know we, we got to get him. We're going to get him there. Y'all give Curtis another hand. Yeah. Amen. He's going to be able to learn, you know, what music he got. He's just learning right now, so it's all good. He's doing a great job, though, especially for that first day, right? In verse number two, it says, their children will be successful everywhere. Come on now. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy, and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous. Come, do you hear this? They are what? 
<laughs> and conduct their business fairly. They ain't trying to get over all the time. Amen. They're trying to find out how they can give. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will long be, be long remembered. They will not feel bad fat. They will not fear bad news. And they confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless, and they can face their foes triumphantly. What does that sound like? That sounds like a son, don't it? Sound like a grown-up Christian. Amen. That, that's, what we're, that's what we're striving for, right? In verse number 9, they share freely and give generously to those in need. They share how? Generous. And freely. <laughs> Their good deeds will be remembered forever, and they will have influence and honor. Remember in the book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about a wise poor man had the key, had the information to save a city. But he wasn't remembered. You know, that kind of messes with you. He was wise and poor. How does that happen? It's a mentality. God had given him the information, but it's his, it was his mentality, right. I believe, that kept him poor. And the Bible says that he had the answer to save the city, but nobody remembered him. Wow. All right. ah. Verse number nine again. They should freely give and generate. Give generous, generously to those in need. The good deeds will be remembered forever. And they will have influence and honor. The wicked will see this and be infiltrated. Infuriated, I'm sorry. They will grind their teeth in anger. Man, the world, when the world sees the kingdom of God, even taking their rightful place financially. They're going to be envious. They're going to be jealous. They're going to tell you on your job, you ain't supposed to live in the house you're living in. Be like, because I know how much money you make. But you know, you tell them, listen, my, my living is not based on what I make. My living is based on my giving. It's about what I give. How can you drive that car? I know you don't want to make that kind of money. You don't know the God I serve. Come on, somebody. Do I have any givers in the house? Amen. <laughs> Let me pray for you right quick. Come on up, Elder Garfield. Father, we bless you. We give you glory and give you honor. Again, again God, we thank you for the, for, the, for the harvest, God, for the seed that was sown to, to New Covenant Life Christian Church in, in the form of souls and people. Thank you for our new members. God, we just thank you again for the word that was sown to our hearts today, God, reminding us the wisdom of giving. You're the greatest giver because you've given us your very best in your son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus gave us his divinity. He laid it down so he could redeem us back. And we thank you for it, Lord Jesus. We continue to bless and pray over the people here, God. If there are any needs that they have in their life, God, we thank you that you're the one that can supply all of our needs simultaneously. We thank you, God. Thank you for the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank 
you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. If you would like more information about our ministry, please give us a call at 334-258-6181 or send an email to newcovenantlife2020 at gmail.com. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church Podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.